0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: I live, breathe, and eat football. Me love football. Me think football great.
0: (laughs) Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los
1: Angeles. I-N-D-Y. Today's guests. Steelers linebacker T.J. Watt. From Showtime's Dexter. Actor Michael C. Hall. Unified super middleweight champion Canelo Alvarez. Plus, actor and comedian Tracy Morgan.
0: And now, it's franchise. Oh, yes. Tyson. Oh, yes.
1: I'm so excited this show. I even talk over my own introduction. That's, <laughs> that's how excited I am for this three-hour yeah, show here you on a Friday. Um, you know, because I, 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 I'm very excited. I'm okay, excited great. by our guest list. We've got a championship boxer. We've got an, uh, an outstanding top-notch, you know, top-ten player. as uh, voted by his peers in the NFL football player and. And TJ Watt, we've got uh, it's a lot of Showtime on this program. Canelo right. Alvarez, as you know, is fighting on Showtime against Caleb Plant this weekend, and then that's on Saturday night. On Sunday, uh, the return of Dexter. Um, Love it, Dexter New Blood. It's a ten-part um, special limited series on one of the more popular television shows of uh, the past decade. Uh, Michael C. Hall, who I, I he had, he had me at hello uh, on Six Feet Under, the HBO show. Oh, right. And um, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. And Tracy Morgan, my God, do we all need a laugh these days? Sure. Uh, certainly from headlines, even in sports world with headlines. I uh, cannot wait to talk to the last OG uh, himself from SNL. And, of course, right here on Peacock, you can watch every episode of 30 Rock uh, once you're done with the Rich Eisen Show right here on NBC Sports on Peacock, Sirius XM, Channel 211, the Odyssey app, Coast to Coast, This Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Affiliate, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, and, of course, our podcast. Uh, All three hours can be acquired every single day where all podcasts are acquired on the Cumulus Podcast Network. Uh, Chris Brockman, good to see you. Hey, Rich. What up, what up, what up? Uh, Jason Feller, good to see you. What's up, Rich? Uh, also, TJ Jefferson uh, in your usual spot. Good to see you, sir. It's Friday, Rich. It is Friday. TJ's big ass grab bag is coming up later on this program. <laughs> I always enjoy to see what's in your grab bag. Yes, indeed. Uh, that'll be later on on this program. <laughs> in uh, that, so we'll find that out later. We'll find out that later. <laughs> so um, yeah, Thursday night football went down. The Indianapolis Colts needed that game. They flat out needed that game. If they, if they have any shot to catch the Tennessee Titans, who now uh, are going to be without Derrick Henry for the foreseeable future, rest of the regular season, if not the entire season, they need to win a game against a, a Jets team that um, uh, is beatable and then uh, has uh, every football god kicking them in the nuts at every possible opportunity. And that happened again last night. And uh, we'll discuss that. Jonathan Taylor, fantastic night. Carson Wentz, according to his coach, was flawless. Uh, We saw the very definition of football journeyman Josh Johnson do his best to try and um, open the back door for people like Christopher Brockman. He could not do that. That's essentially what it was what it was all coming down to last night in the 45 to 30 victory. Seventy five total points thousand total yards combined between the two teams. And uh, we'll discuss this uh, further on in the program. Uh, Certainly my two cents on everything about the team that I love. And then, of course, I have already steeled myself, prepared myself. I am uh, prepared to take on uh, all uh, comers in this room who do not have my best interest in mind, who now will talk about a third quarterback on the New York Jets. And I, I know that's coming. I get it. Just let's put a pin in it. Yes, that's UTJ. Yes, that's you, Chris Brockman. What? You're feeling good because your Celtics looked absolutely terrific hey, last night. Hey, the players Lakers only every night. How many <laughs> how many double-digit point leads can the Lakers blow to the Oklahoma City Thunder in, in in just a, a couple of uh, uh, weeks of an NFL <laughs> NBA campaign? The answer is already know. two. I don't know. Already two. We saw that last night um, in the association. So there's lots to talk about on this three-hour program with four great guests and you at eight four four two zero four rich that's why I'm I'm all excited. Oh oh yeah. Oh by the way, the Odell Beckham story. Hey, yeah, hey. that. Okay. It looks like Odell Beckham is going to be put on waivers, released. Now the Cleveland Browns announced this this morning on their um, on their Twitter account. After careful consideration. <laughs> Internal discussions and conversations with Odell and his representation. We've determined it's in the best interest of all parties that Odell no longer play for the Cleveland Browns. We appreciate all his efforts and contributions while in Cleveland, but we've just reached a point where it is the, it is best that we move forward as a team without Odell. We are finalizing the process of granting Odell his release, and we wish him well as he continues his career, that's from the executive vice president and general manager who did not acquire Odell back in the day, but is now in charge of the team, Andrew Berry, making that statement. All right. Um, and, you know, uh, kudos to both sides of keeping most of this quiet, this being who the hell knows? <laughs> who the hell knows? Yeah. Um, we we had Mike Silver, who was the first to report that Odell was being excused from absence, uh, from, from his absence at... Uh, Um, At practice, excuse from practice, Um, that everybody based on him is saying Odell is not pounding tables and chests and making things very difficult. You know, Um, Aditi Kinkabwala, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, had a fascinating on air uh, piece of reporting. Everybody should check out her Twitter account where uh, a lot of people in the room said that, uh, you know, Odell could make this go away if he kind of apologized. Like, and for what? His dad's video? Um, There is a report, uh, our friend, uh, pro football talk, um, Maven himself, Mike Florio, saying that the video kind of left Baker beside himself. A lot of players in the locker room are are all over the map on this it seems or they're all cool with Odell just like many of his Giants teammates were as he went out the door to Cleveland where he's now being shown the door I think I've properly encapsulized everybody's reporting it's still a shrug emoji what do you do (laughs) I'd love to know because as Aditi pointed out in her reporting that That video that got cut up of him being wide open, this is a timing passing system by Kevin Stefanski. Baker's throwing to a spot. If Odell's not in that spot, he's not doing his job. If he's wide open somewhere else, that might not be the spot that he's supposed to be in because that just throws off the entire offense. Thus, he's the one that's creating these problems and then slicing up video to make Baker look bad through his dad, which... Apparently was, from what I was told, not at Odell's behest, but dads can be dads. And then it, did did they reach out to LeBron and say, hey, this is what's going on? And tweet it out, hashtag it out. Did Odell call LeBron and tell him what's going on? And LeBron's like, that's, that's not cool. I got you. Let me grab my phone. At King James. Flip that one on. There we go. Free Odell. Well, he's going to be free now. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody snags him and grabs him on the waiver wire. And that's another thing that's a question mark is what is his contract? Is it the full freight? Because if it's the full freight, he's going to drop like a stone. Did the. And, and no one's picking him up. And then he's going to be a free agent, which Cleveland knows is a problem. They want him wearing purple. Do they want him wearing. Black and gold? Black and gold. I don't think you'll be wearing black and gold.
0: No, well, black but and gold. I'm just and- saying they one want in the blue. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe that you're talking about New Orleans. That doesn't mean I, – I think the NFC is no problem yeah. for them. Okay. They, they certainly don't want wear wearing purple. So what, red and blue? I don't know. Red, white, and blue for the New England Patriots? They yeah. don't want that. Yeah. Anyone – but they're so, into it. So what right, I'm bro. saying is that the negotiation would be if if there's still – you know, if, if there's less money that's – owed to Odell by another team, it might make him more likely to be snagged by the waiver wire, as opposed to wherever he wants to go, which Odell doesn't want. Certainly when you've got Brian Flores saying this morning with Devontae Parker doubtful, that they're going to look at the waiver wire and see if they could deal with their wide receiver problem that way. With 13 want to wind up on the uh, you take his talents to South Beach like his Twitter friend? Potentially, I don't know. If Deshaun's there, does he believe in Tua? Does he want to go to a one-win team right now? I wouldn't want to when there's all these other places that can come and go get me. Like New England. How great would he look in New England right now? Now then. New England and Bill would know exactly if they're going to bring in somebody that is freelancing or something like that. Bill can look at the tape in two seconds flat and know if Odell's not hewing to the game plan based on all the conversation. Would you want that? Do you want to have a rookie quarterback who is just absolutely sailing the smooth seas right now to have somebody come in and say, I want the ball, which every wide receiver might be doing to the kid right now anyway? Do you want to bring that in? Do you want to bring somebody in that the quarterback is going to have to say, I've got to get to the ball to him? I don't think he's thinking that one split second when he's pre-snap, post-snap, operating this Patriots offense. Do you want that? That's a question and an answer only Belichick can provide. What about New Orleans? Can New Orleans use him? You bet. With Michael yeah. Thomas done for the year, would he want to go back to the Bayou, Odell? Maybe. <gasps> would he want to be the receiver for Trevor Simeon, who just today was named the starting quarterback for the Saints' home date with the Falcons, which is pretty damn big for week nine because the Bucs are on a bye week. If the Saints win this game this weekend, guess who's in first place in the NFC South through nine weeks? That would be the New Orleans Saints who, again, are at home against the Atlanta Falcons before they go visit the Tennessee Titans for the Titans' first home game without Derrick Henry. There's that. What about the San Francisco 49ers? Could he be out there? Debo Samuel a bit nicked up right now. Brandon Ayuk telling the Athletic that he didn't know how to practice. Confirming essentially that yes, he sure tech was in his coach's doghouse. Mm -hmm. Back in September and is beginning to emerge there. You want to add Odell to that mix? Would he want to go there? With a rookie quarterback and Trey Lance, and, and 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 or Jimmy G, because again he may not have the choice either. Somebody may snag him on waivers. Another one to throw out for you. Now this is the place that I'd want to go if I was Odell Beckham Jr. Green Bay, Wisconsin. You've got Aaron Rodgers when he comes back from. COVID-19, and we hope he is well. And you've got Devontae Adams. There is no number two there, with all due respect to Alan Lazard, the current number 13 that resides there, and Valdez, Scantling, and the rest of everybody. If you've got Devontae Adams on one side, and you've got Odell on another side, and guess what? Of course, everybody needs to hew to a playbook. Everybody's got to do that. And again, this is the big question. Is Odell not in the right spot for Baker? Is Baker not doing what needs to be done for Odell? I know where Steve Smith Sr. resides on that. Ooh. As he went on my network, our network last night, and called Baker average and that Odell's gone because of him. And Steve Smith Sr. can look at tape and know what's what. And he's he, he pegged that right on Baker. But one guy that can kind of freelance and get outside the playbook to the tune of two thirteen 13-win seasons with Matt LaFleur anyway is Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers is on the final last dance in Green Bay, what better way to get him some help right now dropped out of the sky than Odell Beckham Jr., who I think has got a lot of runway left. And I think it would be a remarkable spot for him to wind up, not only because of everything that's gone on in Cleveland and everything that the Green Bay Packers could get out of him, but in terms of his hmm, career, what a. Wild place for him to wind up since we all know that was the one playoff game that he has played in was in Lambeau Field, and the talk leading up to all of that was his trip to South Florida. That has been the last high point of the New York Giants franchise. What a uh, an interesting bookend things would be right there. And I think it would be huge for Odell. I think he would totally ball out there, and I think Green Bay, it would be totally uncharacteristic of them to do this.
0: He also punched the wall in Green Bay after that game. He sure
1: did. He sure did. And so it would be a wild place for him to wind up. But he's got to clear waivers. And interestingly enough, that process will not be done because this, this whole separation between Browns and Odell happening today, he won't be clearing waivers until Monday. So this is all for us to talk about on the Sunday morning shows. And this is all for us to sit back and wait. Normally this process takes a business day and there are no business days over the weekend, which is interesting technically because the biggest business day in the NFL is a Sunday. But I guess... Everybody's out for the weekend. So,
0: how many and segments so, on Game Day morning is this going to be up? I, I well, don't over under two and a I half. I don't
1: know. I uh, to be honest with you, I got to look at. Half. I got to look at the early slate of games and how compelling they are, and how much that that will take up our oxygen in the room. <laughs> I'm sure Aaron Rodgers not being available for the Packers this weekend and why, and taking on the Chiefs and That's how Jordan Love will look. I'm sure that will be quite a bit on our rundown on Game Day morning on Sunday, but just to bring this all kind of together before we turn to T.J. Watt in our first segment here uh, of interviews on the Rich Eisen Show coming up on this Friday is I'm wondering if the Browns waited all the way to Friday.
0: So he couldn't play this weekend?
1: Correct. And also, if he's not through waivers until Monday, the process of finding a new team, that could go fast. It's entirely possible that could go fast because if the Saints were kicking the tires on him on a trade deadline day and they, they just couldn't figure out what the compensation is then maybe the saints are ready to just call him up on the spot and say come on back home come on back home we'll 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 put money in your we'll put money in your hands just like you did to the lsu kids around here you know richard, so, richard I'm
0: laughing because of course the browns play the bengals this week but you know who they play in week 10 saints the patriots the
1: patriots yeah i mean <laughs> that's a compelling one i don't that's think i don't think one. that's gonna happen but i don't know that would be compelling you know how You know, you know how everybody that's always been, you know, on the downside or or on a downslope portion of their career, um, always gets reinvigorated more often than not by the Patriots.
0: Yeah, Bill was actually asked about adding players midseason. He noted that we've done it before with, uh, you know, keep Tlaib and James Harrison, do whatever it takes to win. Yeah, and it'll be an
1: interesting conversation. I'd love to be a fly on the wall there. Um, but not, not only that, I'm, I'm wondering if the Browns did that to also take Odell off the chessboard for next week too. Cause you know, Perhaps, he's yeah. going to have to be onboarded COVID, right?
0: Oh, we'll have to clear uh, protocol well, I mean, that.
1: and, and, and if negotiations take until Wednesday, will he be out there for a new team right away? I don't know. Probably not. So this yeah. takes him off the chessboard for two weeks. And certainly if there's any bad blood and appears to be some, that's one way that you could sort of send somebody out the door. Yeah. <laughs> With that sort of transactional shiv. But Odell's now done in a second spot. And we'll discuss what that might actually mean for him later on in the show. Canelo Alvarez, Michael C. Hall, Dexter himself. That's an hour number two. Hour number three, the last OG and the current OG. Last OG being Tracy Morgan, the current OG T.J. in his big-ass grab bag. (laughs) But when we come back, he's playing on Monday night against the Chicago Bears. And Cameron Hayward said earlier this week, this man believes he could go back in time and take a college football program to a national title at the quarterback position. This is what Cameron Hayward said earlier this week. T.J. Watt, the one and only pass rusher extraordinaire, making that paper as he did this particular offseason in this particular training camp. Lots to talk about with the now resurgent Steelers and T.J. Watt at the forefront coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs On the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: Terrestrial radio network uh, along with everybody else uh, on Peacock and Sirius XM Odyssey and so on and so forth. Uh, On Westwood One Radio, Uh, love my partnership with them, this show, and that partnership with Westwood One. Mm, We love it. And um, also through my partnership of this show and Westwood One, uh, came born uh, the opportunity to host Monday Night Football coast-to-coast on Westwood One stations. And on Monday night, I'll be there. Hopefully you will be as well with the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Chicago Bears in the week nine finale and what a huge week it is in the AFC North with the Ravens coming off of their bye week watching the Bengals get beaten by the Jets and the Bengals take on the Browns in a huge game with the Browns now minus Odell Beckham Jr. and we'll see if that subtraction leads to the addition that they're looking for and then you got the Steelers taking on the Chicago Bears who will have their head coach Matt Nagy back and joining us right here on the Mercedes-Benz van phone line in advance of that Monday Night Football game is the one, the only, T.J. Watt. How are you, T.J.?
2: I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on.
1: Thanks for coming on right now. How is everything uh, with this team right now? It seems like you are on a nice stretch, certainly compared to the beginning of the season. Would you would you agree with that assessment, T.J. Watt?
2: Yeah, I would. And I think uh, these last few games, especially getting into the the bye week at an even 500 was, was kind of our goal once we started out at 1-3. And then uh, obviously being able to get a win uh, in the division was huge this past
1: week. And we just want to continue to take it one week at a time and stack these wins. How would you categorize your role with this team? I know what I would call it, uh, but I'm on the outside. I wonder what you would say <laughs> on that front.
2: As an outside linebacker in a 3-4 defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have to be a playmaker. And uh, I think that's something that I take on with great pride and uh, trying to Bring as much splash, we like to call it, uh, whether it's getting tackles for loss, getting sacks, punching the ball out, tipping passes up in the air, interceptions, anything like that. I'm trying to be a tone setter for our defense, um, and that's just something that I'm trying to do each and every single play every time I'm out in the field for my defense.
1: Then what about after uh, games, before games, uh, you know, locker room stuff? How would you categorize your role in that sort of thing?
2: Uh, I'd say I'm very calm and relaxed person throughout the week. Uh, I go about my business. I don't really... I'm not a big rah rah rowdy guy throughout the week, and then it's almost like a switch is flipped come game day. um, Kind of turn into a a whole different uh, person when it comes to just all the work has been done. I'm going to put every single thing that I have um, into this game, and that's kind of where the rah-rah stuff comes out, and I'll give uh, the pregame speech before every game, and obviously I talk to the, the outside and inside linebackers, Uh, in a huddle before the game, too. So it's kind of two totally different um, emotions throughout the week and then come game day.
1: Is there something you think of, a person you think of, a moment to to flip that switch, help you flip it at all?
2: I don't know. I think it it might come from just watching how my brothers played throughout the years when it comes to J.J. I think part of it is just kind of in my DNA of who I am as a person and um, loving the game of football and wanting to give every single thing that I can to this game because – I can only play for so long and I understand how rare it is to be in the National Football League and Mm -hmm. I'm just so lucky to get to do this for a living and um, I just want to pour everything I have into it, not only for myself but for my teammates and for the whole city of Pittsburgh and everybody
1: that roots for us. How did that play into you getting your bag that you deserved? I mean, the business side, that just doesn't usually compute with me when I'm, you know, my contract's up and my contract years and things like that that I have. How did that work for you? (laughs) All that
2: stuff just kind of handles itself if you just kind of focus on um, being the best possible player you can be, and uh, that's kind of just the approach that I've always taken. And um, Obviously, it did handle itself, and I have great agents, and um, Mr. Rooney wanted to get the deal done. I'm glad it was done, and I'm, I'm just super happy to be able to stay in Pittsburgh for a long time, um, but there's still so much work that needs to be done, and I'm, I just want to be the person that can help bring this team um another super Bowl and that's the end goal obviously
1: well the word was that you handled it at the end you're you were like the closer you're like this is it we're done <laughs> is that a true story did you like say we're done and you know obviously you've got great agents who put you in a position to basically say we're done but let's just do it,
2: yeah, it did that it happen partially true it, it just got to a point where there was back and forth towards the end and the minor details obviously anybody who's dealt with Any types of negotiations Mm -hmm. uh, in life that once you get towards the end, there's always little things here and there that you want adjusted. And uh, towards the end, I just said, Hey, these, these, uh, this organization, Mr. Rooney, have showed such great faith in me and wanting to keep me here. Let's just, I'm so sick and sick and tired of going back and forth, back and forth. They have a great deal on the table and let's just accept it and move on. And I wanted to get to work more than anything uh, because obviously I wasn't doing, um, training camp i wasn't taking part in that so i just wanted to get on the field as quickly as possible and uh, i
1: felt the deal was fair for both sides tj watt here uh prior to monday night football bears and steelers to close out week nine right here on the rich eisen show how good is Najee harris man i i i look at him and i think he is uh as valuable as they come on your team tj um, what's yeah, it? Know. What's it like to see him up close and personal? Maybe practice against him. We spoke to your teammate Cameron Hayward earlier this week. He says he doesn't like it. He didn't like it one bit during the training camp season at all.
2: <laughs> that's the That's the nice thing that I missed. I didn't have to go up against him, but I was right. able to see from afar the right all the one handed catches and just uh, you know in college you always see the running backs that no matter where you are in the football field they always finish their run through the end zone and you always think that's kind of a little extra and doing too much but. A guy like that, he he just really wanted to get his conditioning in, and uh, no matter where we were on the field uh, over at Heinz Field during training camp, the number one thing that always stuck out to me was he would run the ball into the end on every single rep that he had, and that was just one of those things that stuck out as to what kind of person he is, um, the type of preparation he's willing to put into being a great player, and nothing's really surprised me as far as the success that he's had. And uh, he's a, he's also a big guy, It's tough to get down. I'm glad he's on our team.
1: Yeah, and it also looks like um, he gives you a little bit more rest, right? And he keeps Ben more upright. Ben is, you know, he he keeps Ben a little bit more uh, untouched, clean. For a guy who's pushing yeah, 40, that's got to mean a lot, in my estimation. They always
2: say the best defense is spend a lot of time on the bench. And any time you got Najee Harris um, in the backfield for your team, you're going to spend a lot of time on the bench just because he can move the chain so many different ways. Uh, whether it's in the pass game or, like you say, picking up pass pro or obviously rushing on the ground as well.
1: A couple more things I want to ask you, T.J. Watt, here prior to Monday Night Football uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, I loved your coach's response to the rumor or the fact that he was on the USC wish list. I just loved what Mike Tomlin was saying. Never say never, but never, the whole business about there's not enough of a booster check large enough for me. How did that? How did that hit you, T.J. Watt, the rest of your teammates?
2: Uh, I've heard his analogies and the way that he he speaks uh, for the past five years now and uh, the number one thing that I've always admired about Coach Tomlin is his transparency um, with uh, with all of his players and obviously with the media too like you guys saw and uh, that's why guys gravitate to him and his coaching style and uh, he's just a guy that uh, I'm just so lucky to play for and and privileged to play for here in Pittsburgh and um, that the, who you guys see in the media is exactly who he is hmm. uh, in the meeting room and out of the meeting room. Just an overall great guy.
1: How has he made you a better player? For instance, you got one good one for me on that. Yeah, he Jay- just knows TJ? how to
2: motivate each and every guy individually. That's also one of his great assets. Is what motivates me it might not motivate uh, the next guy, and um, he knows how to how to pick how to pick at me if I played a certain way a week before. He knows exactly what to say or to say someone else is playing this much better, they play the run a little better, just little slight jabs at me. Come is on. What gets me going?
1: Come on. What do you mean? Um, give, so, give me an example of that. What do you say, TJ? Really? i
2: will just, just say, like, uh, so-and-so's playing the run better this week. uh be something to take note of for our guys to look at. Just something like that where it'll be like, oh, okay, I, I don't know if he's talking to me, but I think he's talking to me. One of those things, mm-hmm. which, is what mo- what, which is what can motivate me, but um, – if it's someone else, he has a whole different tactic um, that I probably don't even know about because it doesn't register with me. But that's just one of his strengths: is motivating each and every guy and knowing how to do it. Um, it's pretty tough at this level when you have guys coming from all different backgrounds.
1: All right, T.J. Watt, I need I need full disclosure. Not like you haven't you've been uh, uh, avoiding any of my questions up to this point, but I feel the need to wind up this pitch. With, I need an honest <laughs> answer from you on this question, T.J. Wong, okay?
2: I know what's coming.
1: Hold on a second. I, I, I asked uh, Cameron Hayward earlier this week. I don't know if this is what you're thinking about, but Cameron Hayward I heard earlier this week, he told us that you, are you a very confident man, clearly very confident man, that you believe that if you could get in like the, uh, I guess, Pittsburgh hot tub time machine, go back to college, you could quarterback a team to a national championship. Is that true? TJ Wong? This is
2: misquoted so badly. Okay. This all started, mm-hmm. he was correct, and this started with mm-hmm. if we were to go back to high school right now, right. as we are right now, uh-huh. 27 years old, outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, if I go back to high school mm-hmm. and I played quarterback for my team and I could play defense, mm-hmm. would I take the team to state title? And I said, yes, 100%. And then he said, could you do it in Texas? And I said, yes, I feel like I could. And then – I got to a point where I'm obviously a very confident person, and I said I could probably go. This was not a Power 5 conference. I said I could go to a non-Power 5 conference at quarterback and probably win one game. And he blew this up into saying that I would take a Power 5 conference for a national championship. I don't know if he's got beef with me, but I'll figure it out with him. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Tomorrow in the locker room. But, no, That I said I could I go to a non-Power 5 conference and hand the ball off and run RPOs or whatever I had to do. Okay. Cause I feel like I could win one game.
1: Okay. As the current version of TJ Watt, right? Like your you're yes, current run ass and self. Yeah, play defense. Oh, yeah. and you could play defense. Well, I mean, okay, that makes sense. But so he made it seem like you could just go back and like you could go back in time and you can quarterback Oklahoma to a championship right now. Like literally, I think yeah, that's I, how he I, put it out there.
2: I'm here to say I cannot do that, but i, I okay. if you had the confidence enough to think that I could do that too maybe i'll I'll take that, but I don't, I don't think I could do that
1: you, you Watts are very confident people t j you know i mean i've I've been around your brother and now talking to you, you're very confident people, you know I think that uh, you could pretty much apply yourself and I believe that you think that that at least i did I think
2: you have to i i mean it you know having confidence is the biggest thing that is the realization for you that you belong. Um, that's kind of been the biggest thing for me in the NFL is the first couple of years, you're kind of just trying to prove to yourself that you belong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you kind of, kind of realize that everybody's noticing, you get that whole second level of confidence that, Hey, I can do this and I can do this at an elite level.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's kind of when you tap into um, your true potential. And I, I truly think that the sky's the limit for not only myself, but for this team. And I'm um, just, just like I said, I'm just, just getting started and uh, you have to be confident to get to where you truly want to get to
1: so you you you've you you are you guys talking Super Bowl for this year like does that stuff get spoken or your the beginning of your season is just kind of slowed your roll a little bit on that front
2: well I mean it's nothing that we openly talk about I think every single team in the National Football League should be thinking Super Bowl but it's just one of those things that like I said at the beginning of this is we need to take it one game at a time
1: right Last one for you. I, 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 my, my kids wouldn't let me back in the house if I didn't ask this. Are, 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 is Ultimate Tag coming back or what? My kids friggin' <laughs> loved that show. Honestly, that was it was it. a
2: great experience. It was a lot of fun to do uh, with both of my brothers. Um, obviously, it was it was gaining a lot of perspective for being in front of a teleprompter for myself. I know, <laughs> um, very tough man. I, I got a lot of respect for people that are good at that because it's not as easy as it looks. Okay. Especially uh, when all the cameras are on, but uh, I don't know. I, I know COVID kind of probably messed it mm-hmm. up, but I don't think there's talks of it at
1: all at the we gotta, moment. We got to do it. It's so my kids loved it, and then of course you know, JJ just needs to be able to just scream out it's time to play some tag to somebody. He must be missing that you know big time, <laughs> you know.
2: He's probably annoying the heck out of his wife, just screaming around the house from time to
1: time. Hey, TJ, thanks for the time. Good luck Monday. Let's do this more often. I really appreciate you, your game, and so much more. Thanks for it. Appreciate it.
2: No problem. Thanks for having me on. Take care.
1: You bet. That's TJ Watt getting ready for Monday Night Football right here on The Rich Eisen Show. TJ Watt. (laughs) What a self made. Stud, this guy is right. No, everyone's like, okay, another Watts coming. All right, all right. Steelers win this game. Let's play this game. Let's see what they got. You got the schedule? Let's put this up here.
0: Steelers' schedule? It's the
1: Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers win this game. They're home for the Lions. When? Oh my God. Can the Chargers get every big time? road fan base in their building oh
0: gosh there's gonna be no charge dude that, game.
1: that place is just gonna be yellow all over the place for Jeez. the chargers and oh then the steelers gosh. holy crap they're at cincinnati let's see if ben can continue his dominance right there you see what i mean they're four and three if they're five and three hosting detroit dude then they could they come to los angeles six and three with everybody from Pittsburgh all over the place getting their secondary market tickets inside that stadium, just think, up the road.
0: I think that's likely.
1: Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend at Cincinnati, and then home for Baltimore. There's a Thursday night game at Minnesota. I mean, tough. Stretch. You cannot count the Steelers out, bro. They got a tough out, schedule. They got a tough schedule. How big is that Steelers Chargers game going to be? If, if we're talking about wild card, you know, positioning, and we're talking about. Head-to-head tie breaks.
0: Well, i like it a lot better if they're 6-3. and three, And if, you know,
1: the Herberton, Chargers are 6-4, and four, I'll Her- feel a lot better Herberton about it. in the state of Pennsylvania this weekend trying to snap a two-game losing streak. He has looked pedestrian against yeah. the Ravens and the Patriots in back-to-back starts.
0: Mm-hmm. He needs to get right here. Yes, really. they
1: need to get right. And... But they could be 6-3. and three. So if the, both those teams, 6-3, oh, and three, heading big, into that Sunday night, that's that going to be awesome. Be...
0: That's going to be awesome.
1: Steelers have got a um, nice road in front of them right now all of a sudden, don't they? Harris and TJ Watt have to be wrapped in bubble wrap every single day. I mean, Look both ways before crossing the street. Don't go underneath the ladder. Don't do anything.
0: Ben needs to be wrapped in boot. You know, boot hey, how crazy
1: how is that Ben Roethlisberger-Justin Herbert match going? Like two, two of the biggest QBs
0: right?
1: Oh boy. All right, first things first, big game against the Chicago Bears on Monday night. And I'll be on Westwood 1 for that. So, uh, you know what? Let's take a break cuz when we come back, I want to talk about a uh something that's happening this football weekend that nobody's talking about oh. that we've never seen before. I mean, that's what we call a tease, but mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about this, and this is like a comet in the football sky coming up this Sunday. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least.
0: This is the Rich Eisen show. Rich
1: Eisen show eight four four two oh four Rich is the number to dial. Michael C. Hall who plays Dexter in hour number two. Canelo Alvarez who plays Canelo Alvarez in hour number two as well. Um that's coming up. Tracy Morgan in hour number three and you at eight four four two oh four rich number to dial. Haven't spoken about the Jets and the Colts at length just yet. Certainly the Jets will do that in hour number two. Because there's something on my mind right here. Um and it's gotten lost in the shuffle. It's gotten lost in the Odell. What's going on with him? He's been excused from practice. What happened there? Now he's being released. Lost in that. Lost in Aaron Rodgers has got COVID 19. He said he was immunized, but he wasn't really vaccinated. What does that mean? Why wasn't he wearing a mask? What is this going to mean? What does that mean? Did you see that Carson Wentz was all masked up last night? We did. And, you know, we know he's yeah. unvaccinated, but you saw him on the sideline wearing a mask. You saw him everywhere wearing a yep. mask. Yep. I think something yep. came out. I think something got sent out from the league saying, "Hey, everybody,
0: if you are not if you are
1: not vaccinated, you cannot yeah. flout a single thing." So lost amongst all of that, lost amongst Von Miller getting acquired by the LA Rams. Of, oh, I still laugh every single time. I, I, that, that I say Von that. On the Rams that <laughs> Von Miller is on the Rams, next to Aaron Donald on the other side, of, potentially of Leonard Floyd. Yes, sir. You uh, you're raising your hand over there.
0: Oh no, I didn't.
1: Oh, okay, There's- then you put your finger up. Oh no, I was again. just <laughs> I was just like, a- yeah, you're the <laughs> same way. Like we're just like, come on. Like, How's this? How's this? What's up with all that? Why's my team never able to pull something like this off? I mean, those are just three of the top NFL stories that, along with the the trade deadline, wondering what's going to happen here, what's going to happen there. Lost amongst all that is the fifth leading rusher of all time is coming off the couch (laughs) to play on Sunday Night Football in place of Derrick Henry. My colleague from the NFL media group, Mike Garofolo, tweeting out, Adrian Peterson is now on the active roster. Don't forget, they signed him from the couch to the practice squad. It's not a weekly practice squad elevation, says Mike. This is a permanent move to the active roster. He's impressed them that quickly that it's go time already. The f- Let me just repeat this. Interesting. Let me just repeat this. Say it again. <laughs> the fifth leading rusher of all time at age 36, at the position where you're supposed to be toast at age 30, he was sitting... At home, I'm imagining he's not just pounding the cheese puffs. Okay, I imagine he's definitely. definitely you know not. what I mean? I, I, I no. imagine he's not like Brockman, just shirt off. You know, just because well, the that's shirt the way he probably is off. No, it, if always. it is, it's 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 all good yeah, because it, you know he's he's just all chiseled. He wasn't eating 800 Papa Johns. That's pizzas, what I'm saying. What saying. Uh, the th- Let me just repeat one more time because. When I went to break, I said that this is kind of like Comet in the Sky type stuff for the NFL. A 36-year-old man. 36. Who happens to be the fifth leading rusher in the history of the National Football League. Mm -hmm. We got top five. He's number five. Five? He was, at this point last week, chilling on the couch, probably having his representatives just... Reaching out, do you need somebody? Just have me, have my number on speed dial. Not thinking at all that the Tennessee Titans would be that team because Derrick Henry, the most grown-ass man (laughs) at the position currently in the National Football League, who looks no worse to wear ever from his outstanding performance slash insane snap count usage finishes a game that his team wins in overtime mm-hmm. with the news that he broke his foot in the first quarter and he kept running. That guy is the guy who goes out. And the guy who the 6-2, and two, current number one seed in the AFC Tennessee Titans, reach out to is the fifth leading rusher of all time at age 36 Sam. what do you say? Who was Let's another give, grown-ass man in his own right. Well, I mean... <laughs> For his day, yeah. yeah. And let's go get him. Let's not only just go get him, let's get him the practice squad, let's elevate him then to the active roster. And of all platforms, Sunday night football, and of all places, the spot where the Super Bowl's taking place this year against, of all teams, the 7-1 and one Los Angeles Rams, who is employing this week to potentially, plug the hole or dash past the line of scrimmage fast enough to crash down and stop Adrian Peterson is Von Miller. How insane is that? I was literally thinking this last night and like we're not talking about it because we're focused on so many other much more, if you will, shiny objects in the NFL. But this is happening, guys. And I I don't know if he's going to get, you know, The 20-touch, 30-touch treatment. The, we're going to wear you down with this guy, second, third, fourth quarter is your time to make a business decision because he's looking great, still coming, running downhill. 36-year-old, fifth all-time leading rusher, who is, let's just put it this way, I got it. If he's got if he's got enough run in him this year, and he's got Barry Sanders. He's gonna run
0: down Barry Sanders, guys. He's four hundred and forty-nine yards behind Barry.
1: For a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, you could make the case this is the first of two appearances in this building, potentially for the Tennessee Titans and Adrian Peterson. These are facts, guys. These are facts, and they're not crazy ass facts. This is wild. You can't predict this league ever, <laughs> which is why we love it. One of the many reasons yeah, why we love course. it. You cannot make this up. Best ever. How's he going to look? Aaron Donald, uh, you're, yeah. center, you're bowling Adrian Peterson fresh off the, the couch. ATC to sofa I don't know. on Sunday night. No? My expectations are low. You're going to see more of Jeremy McNichol? I think so. The kid from Boise State? You would figure a lot of red zone packages, get them close yeah. to the goal line. See Adrian Peterson is going to play a football game. I also think the Titans will probably... In place of Derrick Henry.
0: The Titans will probably be playing from behind, too, so... How do you know that? Because the Rams are awesome, and I the Titans know defense is not that great.
1: I don't know, pal. Titans defense has been bowing up lately. Here we go. I love this game. Obviously, Derrick Henry being in it would have been something else. Yeah. But, uh... How, how does Adrian Peterson, at age 36, fifth all-time leading Russia coming off the couch in this game, sound to you? Fresh legs. <laughs> yeah. Fresh legs. Yeah. For 30, <laughs> when is a 36-year-old having uh, fresh funny. legs? Sunday night football. Yeah. Remember, he's not your normal. Adrian Peterson is not your normal dude, man. Remember, he, he is not tears no, his on. ACL, and then the next year You're has like, 1,700 yards.
0: Or, you know, it's like, yeah.
1: And, and then, if I'm not mistaken... Just to finish this whole thing up uh, on the crazy level, um, I thought I saw this today, and sure enough, the man is trending. The third leading rusher of all time is trending right now, in oh, Frank yeah. Gore, yeah. and that's because he's going to fight. Well, maybe. What's happening with him? He might fight. Uh, Deron Williams? Darren the former, Williams. Though. Darren
0: Williams, the former. The old point guard. <laughs> on an under undercard uh, fight. Of Jake Paul On one of the Paul brothers,
1: yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Frank Gore and Darren Williams.
0: How's that going to go, TJ?
1: Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, Frank Gore, the undercard Frank Gore, Barry Sanders, and Adrian Peterson, who if he does perform well enough, and we assume he's going to have the opportunity to do it, he could run down Barry Sanders for the Tennessee Titans this year, and it all starts on Sunday night. And I'm mandated to say again, uh, I've got the promo right here. Sunday Night Football, Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans and Adrian Peterson and A.J. Brown. And the number one seed in the AFC is coming just up the road to SoFi Stadium to take on Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, who is the September and October NFC Offensive Player of the Month. Well, boy, week nine and Al is going to be fresh. Like Al's got fresh legs too. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's that's just come. taking a courtesy car to the game, <laughs> and he's going to be home. He can have dinner. He can have a late dinner at, at the Al Michaels commissary. Like taking the-, the-, <laughs> the car. Oh man. my God! You can have steak. You gonna be. You can, be- you, can have- you can have steak. If this thing goes fast enough, you can have steak by nine o'clock. little late dinner oh, man. Sunday night Jeez. on NBC and Peacock starts at Sunday seven Eastern time. Al Michaels got fresh legs. Adrian Peterson's got fresh legs. There's goats everywhere. <laughs> In the booth, on the field, fantastic!